Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Ocean State Sidelines. I'm Brandon McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times Woonsocket Call. Once again, joined by my co-pilot, Will Gagan, sports editor of The Independent. Will, here it is, the weekend before Thanksgiving. We have some Super Bowls being played. We still have some finals to still determine. It's shaping up to be another big weekend, the third straight weekend of playoff football in Rhode Island. Third straight weekend of playoff football. Second straight weekend with every media member in Rhode Island just spending hours upon hours at Cranston Stadium. It's our, our second home here in the month of November after soccer finals last week. Uh, but yeah, we're ready to go. Starting up uh, Friday night into Saturday, even Sunday. So it's a full weekend of football. A uh, bunch of champions will be crowned. Should be fun. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Um, it starts, like you said, Friday night, you know, a game that you'll be paying close attention to. Uh, Narragansett kicking at Jarahoe in the Division Three Super Bowl kickoff, 6 p.m. from Cranston Stadium. Like you said, uh, the media members home away from home. Uh, it Well, on paper, it looks like a little bit of contrast in styles. Uh, Narragansett, you know, we've talked about what a prodigious offense they've had all season. But if you go back to when these two teams met back in September, it was a 20-8 game, so – Maybe Charahoe can adapt that game plan defensively a little bit, tweak it since they seem the first time. I don't know. We shall see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Narragansett has been the best all season. You know, they, they were in the D4 Super Bowl last year, moved back to D3. The start of the year, I don't think anyone really knew, like, are they going to still – I figured they'd be good. I didn't know they were going to be this good uh, up a division, but they've been fantastic, um, and they, they've – They've kind of rolled. They they just have such a, a large margin for error with their offense that they can fall behind. They can make some mistakes. They can end up in a little low possession game. They're still just going to put up points. I mean, forty points at least every week uh, since since early in the season. You know, that Chero game, that re- regular season matchup, like you said, it was tight. Um, and I was very impressed with Chero. They have a lot of guys. Um, a lot, of, a lot of guys on offense with some ability, good quarterback, veteran quarterback, and then some guys who are really versatile. Like, they sort of mix and match, uh, and you're like, wait, which kid is that? Because they all just sort of look look pretty similar. They all do some different things. They put them everywhere. So they've been impressive, and they've been playing really good football down the stretch. Um, but still, I think, you know, Narragansett, that game, the 20-8 to eight game, they were still without their starting quarterback at that time. Makai um, Wilson, who has really come on late in the year, um, wasn't wasn't really a factor at that point. So they're they're back sort of to full strength now. Um, so I think you know as much as Chero can take some confidence from playing them tough and and can use that game plan, they also know that they're getting probably a better Narragansett team in the finals. So I, I think the Mariners will, will be pretty confident about having the, the chance to finish it off. Uh, but Chero's got to be confident too after the upset of Pilgrim last week. And uh, speaking of confident teams, uh, you know, St. Raphael, they'll be taking on classical high noon on Saturday for the Division II Super Bowl. These two teams will have just met on October 30th. Classical, they had a big play right from the get-go. Jalen Dennis, 80-yard touchdown pass to Marquise Buchanan. And, but St. Raphael, as they kind of demonstrated all season, you know, they're such a powerful unit. They came back and won 38-19. to And I, I actually spent some uh, com- time with uh, some of the St. Raphael seniors who remember what it was like to be in Division One a few years ago, taking some snaps against uh, North Kingstown and Hendrickson and really struggling. And it's been kind of a, a four-year journey for this group. And 
you know, as much as they had success during the spring 2021 season, they had a major speed bump in the Super Bowl. Barrington just absolutely dominated them. It was another lesson for this group to learn. And what I've seen this season more from St. Rayfield is that it's not a home run hitting team like they were back in the spring. They were more able to grind out six minute drives, seven minute drives, really play ball control offense. And I think against a team like classical that, like we said, boasts one of the best, most explosive players in the state and Marquise Buchanan, you have to be able to kind of control the clock on your terms. And if St. Rayfield can keep their ground game going like they did in that first meeting against classical, I like their chances to finally break through as a D3 champ. That's such a huge key. You mentioned that. I think we'll talk about that again in the LaSalle Hendrickson uh, game. But yeah, being able to control the clock against an explosive team is huge uh, when it comes down to playoff football. And the, the other thing that sticks out about this game, I mean, this is the, the Division II Super Bowl is technically the, the third tier behind the state championship and D1. You've got some serious talent in this game. Like D1, future D1 players, Moses Muse, Marquise Buchanan, uh, Andre DePina Gray. Some other guys who are really, really tough. So I think it, it, that's going to be a really fun game to watch. Um, that's the first one on Saturday, the 12 o'clock game. I think even if you don't have a rooting interest, uh, if you want to spend the, the day at Cranston Stadium, that's a pretty good place to start. And we'll, and we'll see if uh, St. Rayfield adopts the, uh, the similar defensive game plan that they had the first time against Glasgow, which is basically, um, you know, no law. Um, basically Russia, you know, Moses Mios at there. It was basically get him in the face of Jalen Dennis, the classical quarterback, just because if you can disrupt him just a little bit, he's not going to have that chance to air it out to a Mark Keith Buchanan. Uh, you know, that'll be interesting to see what, how classical adjusts to that going forward. But um, that's one matchup I'm interested in seeing Moses Mios against that classical offensive line. And if maybe the running backs for classical aren't really used per se, but will they be a factor in terms of maybe chipping in and blocking on such a talented player like Moses? Yeah, yeah. So that should be a fun one. That one kicks off a, a triple header at Cranston Stadium. The next two games are semifinal games in the uh, Division One bracket. You have at 3.30, Portsmouth and North Kingstown, and then South Kingstown and Central at 6. Uh, NK and SK both dropping down from the state bracket. Central and Portsmouth have won two straight. Uh, in the D1 bracket to get on to the semis. And, uh, you know, these are four really, really tough teams. I think we could see some some great games here. Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, we start with that uh, that NK Portsmouth game. Well, uh, you know, those two teams did not meet during the regular season. Portsmouth, they went up to Cumberland last weekend and, you know, it was, ended up winning 24 to 6. Ben Hurd, you know, the shock of shocks, ran for about 170 yards. And, you know, seeing him up close like I did last week will. Very impressed with how he runs that option offense. You know, just um, you know, just a slight bit of hesitation, thinking you're going one way, and then boom, you're going the other way. It's uh, it's really incredible to see how they've been able to master that, and I'm sure that's one thing that North Kingstown would pay, be paying close attention to as they gear up for Saturday at 3:30. Yeah, they, they actually did meet in the regular season. It was a crossover game, so even though they're on the opposite sides, um, so NK that NK Portsmouth game in uh, October. Was a was a classic. NK won in the last second field goal. But yeah, I mean, they had a huge huge issues with ben, Benny Hurd. He's fantastic. They had a really hard time tackling him. We're looking to see if NK has been able to um, get a little healthier. They're missing a couple of captains um, for the the semifinal game in in the state bracket. So you know, they'll be looking to to um, regroup a little bit and and turn things around and. Uh, Really tough opponent against Portsmouth, who obviously will be looking for a little revenge there. 
And then uh, the nightcap, 6 p.m. from Cranston Stadium, Central versus South Kingston. These two teams did meet during the regular season, a 13-12 squeaker in favor of the uh, South Kingston Rebels back on October 1st. Will, what do you want uh, to remember about that game? Yeah, that was kind of the, the, the game that got away from Central, right? I mean, this was a team that, that pushed Hendrick into the limit, that, that won against pretty much everyone else, had the big win over Portsmouth. But that was the game that kept them out of the uh, out of the state bracket. So I'm sure they're they're had this a potential rematch sort of circled on the calendar. SK did what they usually do in that game. They played great defense. They got some key plays on offense. Actually, uh, the decisive touchdown in that game was a pick six uh, just before halftime. They ended up they ended up winning. Um, so Central, I think, will look at that game as uh, a chance to sort of correct some mistakes. And, and on paper, I think they have more, they probably have a little more talent than SK. But SK's defense has been so tough. If they can regroup after the loss to LaSalle and, and keep playing that tough defense, and they, they may be able to, uh, to get the Knights again if they can sort of control the game, dictate the game. And then on Sunday, they close out the busy weekend at Cranston Stadium. You have, uh, I guess, maybe not exactly the granddaddy of the ball, that is the Rose Bowl in the words of Keith Jackson, but. LaSalle taking on Hendrickson at a high noon showdown. Amazingly well, these two teams did not meet during the regular season. I saw LaSalle once this year. You've seen both teams. I think, uh, you know, I, it's going to come down to the both quarterbacks. I think uh, Sean Vaccarone, I've seen him throw five touchdown passes for LaSalle against Shea. David Lynch, he had the great comeback against uh, Central a couple weeks ago on a Monday night. You know, I think, I think it really comes down to quarterback play on Sunday in this game. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a contrast of styles, too, where, uh, you know, Hendrickson is, is doing what they always do, and they get some good receivers, and like you said, Lynch is a tough quarterback, but they're going to grind it, they're going to lean on their big O-line, they're going to try to make it a lower possession game. LaSalle, I think, has more skill position talent, they got some speed, you mentioned the quarterback, Barakion, James L. Lasseter is probably the best running back in the state, McCann LaSalle take advantage of, of possessions when Hendrickson is going to try to just control the game. You know, Hendrickson has done that so many times over the years. That's what they do all, all season. It's especially what they do in the playoffs. They've been able to beat some really talented LaSalle teams in Super Bowls. This is going back, you know, 10 years or so. Um, they've been able to beat those teams by sort of controlling the game. So that's what they'll try to do again. And LaSalle, uh, LaSalle's got to try to mitigate that and put up the points when they have the chance and see if their defense can can sort of slow Hendrickson's ground game down. And we should also mention, too, that the Division Four semifinals will be taking place both games on Friday night, similar to Division One. That Super Bowl will be held after Thanksgiving. In one side, you have Ponte taking on Davies Tech. That's a one-versus-four matchup, I believe. And Davies Tech was able to get to this point because their game, playoff game against North Providence was – COVID out concerns with uh, the North Providence program. On the other side, you have Juanita Sanchez co-op taking on EWG uh, Proud co-op. Yeah, quick shout out to EWG Proud. They uh, had a little bit more of an up and down season than they would have liked, but uh, came in as a six seed and upset number three Smithfield in the quarterfinals. So they have a shot now in the semis against uh, against the other co-op. It's a battle of the co-ops. It certainly will be, and uh, we'll see which one marches on to the Division Four Super Bowl. But in the meantime, Will, I will see you Friday night. I'm helping out with the NFHS broadcast with Marty Crowley for the Narragansett Charro game. I will be there for Saturday for the uh, Classical and St. Ray's Super Bowl, and then you'll be there for the other ends of the doubleheader as well. 
yeah, if anybody listening wants to hang out with us, you know where we'll be. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll be back with a fresh episode soon of uh, OSHA State Sidelines, everyone. If we don't talk to you before then, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening.